0: Hello, I'm Tracy Carlton ward and this is Sweat, Grit and Hustle. My guest this week has an absolutely extraordinary story. You've probably seen in the last couple of weeks and months, lots of stories around climate change, being better for the planet. And it's actually quite amazing that the current generation, if you like, that are now in their sort of 20s, early 20s, they're probably the first generation I've seen that have had a real consciousness around looking after the planet. So I am really excited to introduce you to Josh Hamvey of The Niche Company. And I'll let him tell his story, but let's just say he's taking things that would otherwise clutter up the sea, the land and loads of garbage places, and he's creating some wonderful things with them. Josh, welcome.
1: Hi, my name's Josh, 26 years of age. And I'm in mean, control of the whole of Europe for three American companies. What we do is we repurpose uh, very unusual discarded materials, um, so bike in a tube, for example, um, tents, car seat belts cut from old cars and climbing ropes, for example, um from old climbing gear um, and other sort of unique material. And then we then turn those into handmade lifetime warranty products working with three American companies. Um, One of them is a business-to-business, and then the other two are for retail. And we basically then take those products that we've then got the the discarded material turned into and then actually retail that into the whole of Europe. Um, As a business, we've had sales across 10 countries within our first year with zero returns to date.
0: Brilliant. And I know if, if you're listening at home and you're not driving, then just pop a uh, pop onto your internet and have a look. I think it's called the niche stores dot com yes. and it's. Yes, me yeah n double e s h is how you spell niche because what fascinated me when when josh and i first got together and he was showing me these products they even use the little valves that go into the inner tubes and they repurpose those into dongles for the zips on the products which i thought was fascinating but josh i know you haven't been doing this forever um you're (laughs) you're still a youngster Um, What were you doing before you went in and started running your own company, working with the American manufacturers?
1: Um, I was in a fireplace centre on £7.20 an hour. Um, Yeah, basically, I was a mountain biker. And the idea came from me having a pile of bike in a tube. Um, Didn't want it going into landfill. And I then found the companies that I now work with, um, who've been doing it for the last about 15 years. Um and I thought this is great. And yeah, I literally ended up having a conversation um for about five hours and I come away with a contract for the exclusive rights for the whole of Europe. Um basically free to do whatever I want. Um so we can custom brand uh retail into into stores, stock stockists. Um but yeah, it's it's a huge operation. <laughs> like it, it seems easy, but it's not. Um, I mean, there's no end of paperwork and customers dotted around Europe um, that all have products and it's then looking after those customers. And it's, yeah, I mean, to to go from a fireplace centre of of all the places, really, um, into what I've gone into, it's quite mind-blowing. I mean, to run a company, let alone two companies. Um, at such a young age is not easy, um, especially with the scale as well, um, mainly due to obviously Europe is a, a very, very large territory and to, to become established, I suppose, in that sort of you know region um, is far from easy um, and there's a lot of work behind the scenes that goes into
0: it. Yeah, and you've obviously done that with all the changes going on with Brexit and, you yeah. know, at the end of the day... Um, there'll be certain facets that you've had to rework or think about, given that, you know, we don't just have automatic rights to trade with Europe anymore, but we might come to that later. So, you know, for many people, especially, you know, you're in your mid-twenties, yeah, Yeah. your experience has been linked with selling uh, and working in the fireplace centre. So, yeah, I get that you've got some selling behind you, but most people... Yeah, they might they might be sat there at home thinking, wouldn't it be great if we can do this, save the planet with that? But you've gone out and you've took action to do something. And okay, it, no. it's not going to you know, that your business is going to do something towards landfill and waste and recycling. But you know, it's not going to clear every single problem up. Most yes. people would have shied away and just thought, oh well, you know what, the little bit that I'm doing is not going to make a difference. What was it in you that made you pick up this phone, find the company, and then negotiate at twenty six years old a deal that gave you the right to distribute distribute these recycled product or upcycle product throughout the whole of Europe?
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, being a mountain biker, um, obviously cycling was my passion, and it was until I realised the the sheer amount of bike energy tube that ends up going into landfill. Um, which, you know, people go on about, you know, cycling is great for the planet. Yeah, of course it is. That's why, you know, as a business, yeah, we stop over a million bike inner tubes going into landfill. Um, I mean, we're currently in process of speaking with a twenty store retailer as well. Um but again, to, to take their inner tubes and to turn them into products that we then manufacture. Um and it's it's the fact of, I mean, yeah, I I didn't really mean to start a business. Um, it was just more of a right, this seems a great idea. Um, I mean I I basically self taught myself everything from customer services, you know, sales, returns, exchanges, all the paperwork, all of the legalities, um, you know, paperwork Brexit. Um and basically build the company up to reflect myself and say sort of the way that customers are interacted with or exactly how I would be interacted with them. Um because that way as a business, everyone knows what's going on, the customers are informed, but also the fact of they're looked after. And I think looking after customers, especially within today's modern era where everything is digital and everything is online is is key. Um, and Europe as a territory, I mean, yeah, it is absolutely ginormous. I mean, my first sales in Denmark, um, and that was what, two and a half years ago. And that product that's gone out there, um, if you ever want to have a look at the site, is the commuter. Um, it's made out of bike in a tube. Um, and with that, that's gone out and that's not returned, you know, at all. Um, and then we've got, uh, you know, I've got a guy who's in Portugal. He's got a Brooklyn. It's, again, one of our best-selling backpacks. Um, I've got a guy who's in Scotland. He's got a Brooklyn with a Rainier, which is a, a shoulder bag with bike, and a tube and car seatbelt, and that's for his daughter. Um, you know, I've got so many customers dotted around, you know, Europe with, with all the independent stories. I mean, the guy in Portugal, is an architect um the guy in um denmark who i sent the community to see that was a photographer that puts a five pound camera in that bag and goes out in the middle of danish winter you know where it's you know minimum inch of rain you know plus then obviously in the summer it's you know nice and hot as such um and you know with it it's it's having a product range like it that caters for so many different people But the thing is, is you wouldn't realize what it's made out of because you don't understand because you've probably never seen it before. And and that's where Niche Store's own uh, sort of uniqueness is. Obviously, with everything we sell, we've got the, you know, exclusive to us. Um, And obviously, every customer that we deal with, you know, it becomes part of our sort of history and story uh, as we grow. And uh, and with it, it's it's hard um, because, you know, being a business that's got such a unique product range, I mean, for example, the Brooklyn... You know, it's very like a bike in a tube. You know, it's like, well, how on earth do you market something that not a single person in Europe has ever heard of? Yet in America, they've been going for 15 years. So it's like they've got 15 years worth of understanding of what it takes to get that infrastructure set up. And then as well as that, it's then actually dealing with, you know, the pressure. You know, I mean, you know, the pressure that I'm under, um, you know, every day is, it's it's just, it's, it's a dangerous level. You know, it's a real dangerous level of pressure because it's it's always on. And the problem with the internet is the internet doesn't turn off on Friday. It continues seven days a week, 24 hours a day. You know, you know, obviously three Christmas and stuff, which obviously sounds stupid because we all know that's true. But when you're in the business perspective and you're looking at, you know, how to create content and it's saying getting, you know, with all the trends like of TikTok and, you know, all of that and creating the content. And then actually going, right, what do we need to do to generate X amount of revenue to make X amount of sales, you know, to lend X, you know, and, and and all of the figures and everything is all relatable. And I mean, with me, um, I've also got what's called INTJ-A. Um, so I'm basically, I think, 2% of the global population. Uh, it's about 3% in men, so about two points something in female, I think. But basically what it is, is my brain IQ is 130. And... I can go into detail about things to the point that not a sort of a standard sort of IQ person can understand. Um, which makes me great being a business because if there is an issue with something, I know how to go in there and sort it out and make sure it's correct. And, and it's hard because when you've got what I've got, um, because your brain is so advanced and so technically advanced, it's, it's trying to get people to understand and that's where, you know, recruitment is a nightmare because, you know, I know people inside and out and I know how my systems work in the business and the business, you know, it's, it's scary. I mean, you know, the scale is scary because one small change in, in one piece of software can affect everything. And it's not only that, it's then choosing the right software, um, you know, to, to go with the business and where the business wants to go and what you want to do with it and how much you want to scale. Um. And again, it's it's things setting up, you know, all of the different systems, you know, all the website, and all the, you know, terms and conditions, and all the logistics, and returns, and exchanges, and then, you know, like customer service management systems, and then, you know, it's it's every part of a business. And because like I've had no one to run to and go, hey, what do you think to this system? You know, it's it's all been self-taught. And where it's been difficult for me is obviously being a director at such a young age, I I can't run to someone and go, Hey, you know, I need you to take over this for me. Um because I'm legally not entitled to do that. You know, running a business as a director is sole decision only. Um which of course yeah you can get input. But again, it's it's having the software um and it's making sure that your expenses that are going out are the right expenses to then make sure everything runs beautifully and and that's the hardest thing is it is really, really expensive. You know, being in business like it is not cheap.
0: No. And there's, you know, there's probably people out there listening, thinking, well, why don't you get somebody else to do that? Why don't you get somebody else to write your terms and conditions that, you know, for some businesses, and we've mentioned this before on previous shows, when you start a new business, you are it, you are everything, which means you've got to balance where you spend the investment money you've got for your business versus where you do stuff yourself. So hats off, Josh, because it is a phenomenal concept. You're yeah. you're bringing it out to Europe, and for some of you thinking, "Ooh, bags made from bike inner tubes," I tell you, something, They, you know, one of the first things I thought through: oh, are they going to look? You know, what are they going to look like?" Go look at the website, guys, because these backpacks look really funky. They've got they've got bright colored zippers and things like that on them. Effectively, what we're doing is we're taking product. I'm repurposing it for something else, and they do really look funky. That I think there's wallets and toiletry bags and all sorts, isn't yeah, it? George,
1: I mean, uh, you know, I mean, the the, the, the perception of obviously bike tube is that it smells rubber, um, which yeah, in a sense it, it does, but it's not with us because of um, because everything's handmade and hand cleaned, um, so everything's cut by hand, sewn by hand, all of the tank, which is the, the white sort of powder that you put into an inch tube, which basically stops the cracking, gets removed, which gives it the main smell of rubber of course, because it doesn't have that, it doesn't really smell and with everything that we that we sell. Um, we make sure it doesn't smell overpowering. And if it does to you, then again, you know, we obviously return you know, return it exchange for a new one. But as a business, we don't have returns or exchanges. Um, which obviously is quite funny because, you know, it just proves how good A, you know, our customer you know, customer services are, but also the fact of just how good the products are. I mean, you know, the bro- for example i mean you know i've had customers in denmark portugal italy you know it was spread all over um you know i mean you know retail is 150 pound which is thinking jesus christ you know 150 pound you know, for a bag made out of bike initiative that seems a lot well it's handmade and it's also backed by a lifetime warranty and should it break for example it gets repaired for free you know you you can't find that you know you go to h&m you can't find that you know you cannot find you know lifetime warranty products and so forth and it's the fact that you know because of the story behind all these products that we sell i mean you know as you mentioned toy entry bags and you know the elliot wash kits for example you know they're made from lorry unit tube you know actual lorry Unitube, you know which means that every single product that we manufacture whether it's a wallet you know a belt a shopping bag you know duff. i mean we did do duff bag last year um but you know all, all these different products is then each individual product is unique to that person which of course from a shopping Point of view for Christmas and gifts like that for you know for birthdays it's great because every single product is unique. Um, and you know it is hard because with us you know we've basically got two brands. Um, so we've got Outcoming Goods which is the lifestyle collection and then Green Gear is the outdoor gear, um, which again is all made from repurposed material. You know, and Green Gear is you know it's I mean it's, it's wicked. Like, you know we do a pannier bag with a built-in chopping board, for example. <laughs> you know, a built-in chopping board in a panier bag you know and, and that's the thing you know it's 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 so difficult because you've got all these products and it's like no one even realizes that these exist and because they don't realize it exists because there is just so much noise on the internet it's it's how can you go about it and that's the thing is you know customer retention for us is is difficult because you know, I mean, because of the customers that we have, you know, they purchase once; it's lifetime warranty. They don't come back because they don't need to because it's it, it's not going to break. Um, and it is just it, it is hard, like it's mentally hard every day because you're thinking like, what's going to happen next? Um, and it is, you know, for me as a director at the AJM, it's probably one of the most stressful things that I could ever do in my life. But the thing is, is when it works, well it works amazingly, and that's the thing is. It is ridiculously tough, you know. I mean, there's millions of posts being made every single second on Instagram and Facebook, and yet when you run an advert, for example, people respond to it, and it's the mind-blowing fact that you realise that people can actually respond to one post. That you know they're seeing potentially thousands of them each day. Um, but again, you know that comes with a strategy and it comes with a cost. And, and again, it's in the business world when you are by yourself, it is a very, very lonely
0: place. Yeah. And that's it. It's You don't always know some of this when you go in a business, especially in a what is effectively a retail business. You know, it is hard. You've got to get out there. What you put out there for to interest people to sit and watch amongst thousands of other, other social media ads, you've got to put the stuff that's going to pique their interest because your story and what you are doing is phenomenal. But like you said earlier, Part of the trick with your business is getting that message out to everybody because if they don't know, you're basically competing with all the other ads to let people know what you're doing. And you guys listening that are thinking of or are in a business where you are selling product, your marketing is one of your key areas to work on. So for you, Josh, you've been doing a lot of this on your own and the interesting thing is you're still running out of your home effectively, which is brilliant. Um, what, why carry on doing it? For you, what is the reward and the pleasure that is keeping you in that game?
1: I, I suppose it's to build a company that people want to end up working for um, because, with it, I mean, the opportunities for the right people are endless. Yeah. Um, you Know, I built these stores from the ground up. I mean, yeah, working behind, I am in the process of, of getting a massive warehouse, um, which I'll tell you about why in a second, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it's it is hard. Um, I mean, for me, the the mental side again with with my condition Dash. A that I've got, it's it's that sort of success, and I won't stop until I've made what I want to make. Um, and for me, it's it's having the pressure and it's having. Yeah, you know, the mindset to carry on, but it's also realizing that, you know, what you're doing as a business is real.
0: Interesting how the world works. So from your from your point of view, there you go. You 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 see a pile of bike in a tube as a cyclist, you find companies in America that can turn them into brilliant funky product. Yeah. Where then where on earth do you start with negotiating a European-wide agreement for your company to sell these products?
1: Yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, I don't really know. I mean, it was, a, it was about a five-hour conversation. Um, I suppose it's, again, it, it, it's down to the, the, the scale of operations and I suppose, in a sense, the sort of the pressure that I like to deal with is what I've got. I like high intense environments. Um, what I didn't realize is having a high intense environment means that I'll be running the whole of Europe, um, which, you know, is is a very, very large scale. I mean, there's, what, I think, like 67 million people just in the UK. Um, you know, you then times that by two for, like, Holland and Germany and things like that, and it's then actually, you know, it is crazy. Um I mean, yeah. For for me, it's it's it is scary. Like to to wake up in the morning, going right. I'm running basically, you know, operations going into 44 countries. Where do you start? Um, and I think again, it's 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 down to my mental sort of capacity. Is that you know, with, with the scale of what I've got, it's a huge huge responsibility. Um, I mean, I I basically got into the business world when I was 22, which is when when I basically first worked on the idea of new stores um and it's it's i suppose it's for me it's 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 having that pressure and i think what it is because it's such a big thing and you know as an opportunity it's huge but it's then well where do you go with it um and the thing is today is you know people like me and the listeners that are probably listening right now is we don't know where we're going to go you know we don't know what's in the future i mean for me you know two and a half years later i've just landed potentially a deal with a 20 store retailer um last night i was on the phone to a company that wants uh well potentially 250 pound packs buying a 17,000 pound job you know which of course with that you know you're thinking oh that's not bad you know 17 grand 250 packs so yeah of course it's not bad but what you don't realize is that's about eight to 12 weeks worth of operations You know, that's logistics going in and out. That's collecting materials, making sure the labels are made correctly, making sure, because everything's hand-signed, so hand-signed correctly. Shipping it to the client, making sure the client's happy. And then, you know, potentially a year or six months later going, hey, thanks for doing business earlier in the year. Do you want to go again? You know, and then it's hard. It is, I mean, business for me is, is an addiction. But it's an addiction which, you know, from a friendship point of view and relationship point of view, like, it is hard because you can't, step away like even when you're you know saying that you're off you're not off because you're responding to emails you know you're responding to calls responding to you know live chats and so forth and because there's so much operation going on and so many different avenues to go down it's where do you start and and that i think for everyone is is the most hardest thing is where do you go when nobody knows about you nobody's heard of you before You've never run a Facebook ad in your life. You've never run an Instagram advert in your life. You've never done a TikTok, for example. You know, you've never heard of a CRM, you know, which is customer relationship management system. You know, and it's it is a world of of understanding. And as well as that, you then get into the business world, and it's like CRA, click rate optimization. A consumer expects you from the time they visit your site to the time they purchase is five clicks. Yeah. and you then need to again. And your brain is you go right. How can I get my customer to purchase within five clicks? Well, if you're a co- you know if you're a company that's selling trainers that are customizable and there's sixteen different options, for example, again it's it's another issue.
0: Yeah. So
1: I suppose it's it's minimizing the amount of choices and minimizing the amount of work. But the work in business for me, I mean, it never stops. Yeah, it never stops. And you know, it's it's the sheer scale. You know, I mean, Europe is a very very large place with a very 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 large amount of opportunity. Um, and again, it's, it's having the mindset and I suppose the, the drive into determination, you know, to, to make it a success and make it into where you want to be.
0: Yeah. And I guess uh, here's, and I guess I already know the answer to this, but would you ever trade it to go back to the fireplace company? No. <laughs> I knew that would be the answer. No. We no. don't, Never. do we? Yeah. Never. Us, us business owners, we know that, you know, we could go back to a nine to five job, and we'd be working theoretically nine to five, getting paid a certain amount of money, hunky-dory. When you go um, and start your own business or you start working for yourself, you usually end up putting a lot more hours in, especially at the start. But I'm guessing as your business starts to grow and as as the product starts to take off in Europe, Josh... As that brings revenue in, I'm, I'm assuming somewhere in your overall plans, it will be to start people taking, to start taking people on, to start lightening your load.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I am actually hiring, um, which is pretty cool. Um, because again, with with the scale of operations that I've got going on, um, I mean, I've got, as I said, potentially 250 backpacks going out to a company. Um, and that's over in potentially Bangkok, Huge. Um, I've then got 20 store retailer that potentially need fulfilling, um, you know, and then the marketing, you know, as well doing press releases, marketing, um, you know, logistics, you know, it, it's basically everything. Um, as well as that, I'm off to America for three weeks in March as well. So it's then, you know, finding a team that can run itself, you know, while I'm not there essentially.
0: Yeah, because um, I presume you go back to America and visit the yeah. the, the original owners, yeah. if you like yeah 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 and
1: it's 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 a huge responsibility um and it's again it's relying on the software and relying on the people and that's key because one slip up and it you know it can go wrong you know you know our average order is about 75 pound per order per
0: customer yeah and there, w- there was some golden nuggets in there for people i mean at the end of the day you know you've done you've obviously done homework you know Click rate optimization. if you're going into website-based selling, guys, then Josh has already given you a golden nugget. You need your customers to get where they need to go within five clicks and sell them something in that space.
1: You know, if you're out there and you're thinking, oh my God, I need a job or I want to learn how to run a business, then, you know, it's, it's, an, it's, it's a career choice. Um, because as you're aware, everyone, that sustainability is going through the roof right now. And you know COP26, you know the amount of advertising banners that that event has generated is endless. You know, and and with us, you know, as a business, because we are doing one like it, with the scale and capability, I mean, we can reduce anything from 100 through to 10,000 plus items. You know, 10,000. You know, and that's basically measuring out the material, make sure that we've got enough advertising banner. If we don't, then, it's then sourcing and you know the same colours as the organisation requires. You know, there's eight different label options, um, you know, everything from a screen print through to a vinyl, you know, printed, uh, embroidered. Um, again, you know, all, all handmade, left and warranty. Um, and it is just a really, really unique company. But it's also a really, really scary company because obviously at the scale, we, you know, we can and have dealt with some extremely big organisations. You know, we've done stuff with, you know, Pantagonia, for example, you know, taking wetsuits from Pantagonia and turn it into a can keysie, which goes around the can with branding, keep it cold.
0: Yeah, you know, I remember
1: like telling you telling me about know, that it's one. Just, it's, you know, it's, it is a Tesla of a company and it's the same as new stores. You know, there is nothing else that can compete because there's nothing else like it. I mean, yes, there is companies in the UK that do take in the tube and do turn them into products. But do they turn them into products that are, are as ethical and are as, you know, I suppose unique in appearance and as, you know, again, backed by Dr. Monty? Probably not. And again, that that's where you know we come in is the fact that you know these guys that we work with have been established for fifteen years. Fifteen years of doing the same thing, which you could say is boring, but of course every you know every product that we do isn't boring, it's handmade, it's all hand designed, um, it's all hand cut, hand sane. And as well as that, if you're a business out there and is going, I need to get my hands on really cool eco-friendly products, then with us the ability to brand that you know, it's a ticket to a gateway. Yeah. You won't find them anywhere else in Europe as well.
0: And from your point of view at 26 years old, you know, it's like working with the company in America who has already got all of the manufacturing plants. That's way easier than you trying to create that as well on your own right now. That would have been yeah. a feat.
1: Yeah. I mean, with it, again, it's, I mean, you know, the cost infrastructure, I mean, again, but then saying that I am in charge of three of them, um, which is a huge responsibility. I mean, I've even got my shipper manager, which I have to basically tell what I need and what I require um and that is complicated because it's not only you know the the language because obviously they're american right. and i'm from the uk but it's also time zones yeah. Like if i need a customer being delivered to and it's a custom ordered product like for example if it's a wallet that's in red on the website or, or they choose red and there isn't a red one but there's a blue one but they want the red one It's then getting that product made shipped fast enough to get it to us and then obviously sent out and you're probably thinking oh my god america that's, that's not sustainable for a business well with Us, we actually preserve trees so rather than planting trees, which take 20 years to grow, we actually preserve trees. And pleased to announce, all of our packaging that we use is now actually reusable. So, what that means is, as a consumer, you've received the, the product in a bag, it's got a receivable zip on it, and it has a returns label that comes back to us, and then we reuse that again for our next product. So, nothing goes into landfill.
0: Brilliant! So, the, this is and this is what this business is all about, guys, is it you know. it's a part of the world taking away some of the stuff that would take years to degrade in landfill. so repurpose it i love the idea josh and for somebody at 26 be sat in their house and decide you know what i'm not going to keep sticking these inner tubes in landfill anymore i want to do something to make a difference boy is this making a difference across europe and the uk and i wish you loads of success in growing it let's um in terms of the business if you could if you could do anything differently, looking back over the last two and a half years, if there was one or two things you could say, I wish I'd done that differently. I wish I'd not done that myself. What would they be to help the other people out there looking at growing a business?
1: I mean, a business plan um, for me, like I don't run my businesses and business plans, (laughs) um, which people are like, Oh my God, do you need to have a business plan? Yeah, you do. But the thing with me is that I didn't expect two people to pass away within two weeks of each other. You know, I didn't expect the scam to happen with PayPal. You know, you don't expect products to go missing. You don't expect, you know, and, and the issue is with, with, like, business mentors and stuff. They're so like, yes, you need to have a business now because it's crucial to your business. Well, I mean, I've, I've survived two and a half years without one, and I'm still going. And, you know, again, I think, you know, doing something different, I mean, yeah, in a sense, a business plan is good, and I, I would recommend doing one. Um, but for me, I, I suppose, I suppose, what one thing that I would sort of change, in a sense, is probably, um, probably the scale that I operate at, um, because obviously, Europe is a massive place, and each each country requires its own sort of way of being marketed to, um, which again is its own skill set, you know, marketing is massive. It's it's one of the lifelines to a lot of businesses. And on the internet, as you're aware, there are millions of ways that you can market. You know, everything from doing a Facebook advert, doing a competition, you know, you know, Google AdWords. And and it's the the issue is is people come to me and they go, right, where is your consumer at? I said, they're on five platforms. I'm like, well how do you know? I said, because everyone every day is searching on LinkedIn for a business to business transaction. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and TikTok. Because that's what they're looking for. And then people are like, well, what the ages are. And again, with, with the right software in place, you have to go, right, well, I know that they are between the ages of X and X. And I go, are you sure? And then, you know, and again, it's like people come to me and they try and change what I do, which doesn't help because with how I am, I've got it running very, very well and it works very, very well. But the problem is, is people come in and they try and change the business. When they start changing the business, they become called what's called a cancer in the business. In other words, they're no good for the company whatsoever because they are dangerous to the company because they're trying to change it. And that's the hardest thing is that people, they you know, they, they say that they're an expert in Instagram. Well, they could be. But then you speak to somebody else who's also an expert in Instagram and two of them say completely different things. And that's the thing is, you know, the advice that people give you, yeah, it is, you know, some of it is great and it is good. But again, it's, it's having that understanding of how much is this person wanting to be paid and are they worth that amount of money? And, you know, a lot of people today, they, they come at you and go, right, I'm going to manage your social media and it's going to cost you £500 a month. And you're thinking, well, where am I going to get £500 from? You know, and it's, it's that sort of mindset of going, right, I need to make X amount of money to afford this person. And it's then, well, when you're paying that person and you've reached that limit, it's then going, actually, I need to get a packaging person. So you need to get more money in. And it's it's all integrated. And, and that, the, the, the issue with today is that the internet is resentless. Like, the, the internet does not stop. And the speed in which things happen on the internet is insane. You know, there's videos on Facebook of the most stupidest little things that have got millions of views within you know 48 hours. But yet, when you're a business and, you know, like me, you're trying to save the planet and you're producing the content that people want and nothing happens, you don't know, have to ask yourself oh, why. And then you have to go into the data and go, actually, oh, we know why, because of X, Y, and Z. And again, it's, it's having that software, um, you know, sort of in place before you actually launch the business. And I think that's where a lot of businesses go wrong is that, you know, they, they don't have the systems in place. So when they scale the business, the systems in the business can't cope. So therefore the business doesn't you know, it doesn't cope because they can't have that infrastructure to deal with. Um and that I think, you know, is is for me doing differently. Like no joke, I used to run this currently on my phone. I did a ten pound advert to Italy, I had half a grand worth of product orders at half past four in the morning. And I think, you know, if if one piece of very knowledgeable advice is don't run a business on your phone.
0: Get a laptop. <laughs> yeah, get a laptop. <laughs> it's it's a, often easier. Yeah. Um, but the sensible yeah, I mean, thing, the thing in there that is quite key that you've, you've raised, Josh, is, you know, you're okay, not everybody needs to create a business plan. And remember, no. from you know, I always say you might need a posh document that some people would call a business plan if you're going for funding. If you're not going for funding and you're growing a business, then that piece of paper, that pile of paper whatever it is you might actually call a strategy or a vision business plan guys is just a terminology a bank might ask you for a business plan at the end of the day it's still it's still four four to twenty pages however um the bigger your business is the bigger it'll be but it's a few pages outlining what you're going to do how you're going to make your money how you're going to cover your debt and banks may ask for it But, yeah, I agree with you, Josh. You don't necessarily need something that is really called a business plan unless you're going for funding. But it would be good to have some sort of vision and strategy out of your head and on paper. Yeah. But what is key there is what you said is if you know where ultimately your business is going and for you it is a business that ultimately sells things on the internet, then having the systems that can tell you how good your marketing and your advertising is doing – that is such that when you get it, it can scale with you. That, that to me is a brilliant thing you raise. Make sure you've got something that can grow with you. So you're not having to keep re-implementing things, uh, and understand how you know whether your adverts and marketing are getting the results you want. Um,
1: yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, in regards to advertising and marketing, like again, you know, there is so much to learn and, you know, I mean, literally like reaching impressions, um, you know, cost per click, for example, on Facebook, you know, it's all relevant. And again, it's it's understanding the data when you've got things like, you know, how many people have visited your newsletter, for example, and how many people have read your emails. And the issue is, is like when you're by yourself is that you've got all this data and you go, right, now what do I do with it? And and that's the hardest thing is that it's actually putting this data that you've got into practice and actually utilising it and going, right, I need to send a website, I need to send a newsletter out on Tuesday, Friday and on Thursday at two PM. I then need to do a post at 2, 4, 6, 10, for example, on Monday, Friday and Wednesday. And again, it's it's having all of that data um to then rely upon and go, right, I need to improve this by spending more money or changing you know and again with an advert you don't know what's going to happen i mean me i did an advert for 10 pound in italy it made a 500 pound return and those products that i sold haven't come back um and again it's you know in the business world you just don't know what's going to happen and it, it is a huge huge risk and, and that's the problem is you know people are scared to take risk because they realize you know what can happen and you know me having two companies it is extremely stressful um, but again, it's, it's getting the legality side of things. I mean, you know, HMRC as an organization are extremely powerful, extremely powerful. And again, it's, it's you know, keeping in contact with them if you are going to limited, for example, you know, and, and making sure that everything is done correctly and legally done correct because there is things, you know, there is loopholes, you know, in, in the business world, like the ICO. You of know, the ICO is basically a data collection uh, part of the government and they have the ability to find businesses in the way that they handle data um yeah you know, i mean they just signed ee like two months ago for sending like a million text messages like three hundred and thirty thousand know, pounds yeah just for a single text message to you know a million people and uh, and that's the thing is there are so many different legalities like EROI. you know the, the number that you need to export and import having that set up you know having the payroll set up for example having you know your accounts done correctly having an accountant that you can trust I mean, I mean, I had an accountant. I didn't file my VAT returns correctly. It's a nightmare. You know, I could land up in prison for that. And again, it's it's having the transparency within all of the systems and all of the operations to make sure that everything is done correctly. Um, mm. Because th- you know, as business life people, it is not easy. Like you see people riding around in Ferraris and Lambos and Range Rovers and stuff, and yeah, you know, I mean, great, you know, great on them. But I can guarantee you, it's probably leased because people don't make much money. Yeah, you know, they don't. And I think the reason why they don't is because they don't want to take such a big risk to where they can go into Range Rover and go, hey, I want to buy that outright. You know, and and that's the problem is people are scared. And I think they're scared is because they, they don't realize just how difficult it is. So they go to nine to five and get, you know, 60 grand's worth of job and then buy themselves a Range Rover and finance and go, actually, I've now got a Range Rover. Look at me. When in reality, they're literally three months away from losing absolutely everything should they lose their job. And I think that's the issue with society is that, you know, it's like all these TikTok people that have got millions of views and are verified and stuff. Like, it's all rubbish, you know? Like, I mean, what is a blue tech? It's just a status symbol to say, hey, look at me. I've got a load of following, you know? And the problem is, is the the price that people charge. I mean, I met an influencer, uh, 23 years of age, £400 a post on Instagram they charged, you know? Four hundred pound of marketing could get me reached out to thousands and thousands of people, and she was charging four hundred pound a post. She had eight thousand followers, you know. And again, it's it's looking at the budget of how much do you want to spend, where do you want to put it into, what you know, what can get you the most amount of return.
0: And that's it, isn't it? It's looking at your results because some people, yeah, you know, there are certain things, the tax man being one of them, where you don't want to get it wrong. When you get an accountant, you do not abdicate responsibility for your legal duty. You're just delegating the task of doing it. So there'll be some things, for some of you listening, it might be like, well, I do need to get somebody to help with my marketing and advertising. Fantastic. The thing I would always ask anybody providing it is make sure you're clear on what results you want from them and make sure they're clear. If they do not get you those results, you are going to find somebody else and walk away. Yeah,
1: yeah And I that, mean, that, I think, that, is business. That, that is the thing. I mean, business, people, is, is brutal. <laughs> like, it is literally brutal. Um, I mean, like, social media. So, so my guy, my Max, I had, who, who dropped dead last year, he was 40 years of age. Since then, I've had 137 social media managers. Not a single one has delivered what I've needed. Yeah. Not a single one. And, and that's the thing is, you know, people, uh, I mean, in a sense, apart from a director, but then again, same with Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos has stepped down from Amazon and he's now not the CEO. But, you know, in, in in normal business world, people are replaceable. And again, it's it's i I suppose in a sense is is putting the people that you want to work with into your vision map and going right are you going to be with me in two years down the road and if they're not then to me they're not the right person and again it's it's understanding everything um because there is so much going on in the business world every single second of every single day like right now somebody on somebody's store is purchasing something you know and it is just such a big world of information and it's It's the fact that people struggle. You know, like, no, Jay, you could be suicidal doing what I do. Um, Why? Because there's so much going on. You know, you've got adverts going out. You've got newsletters going out. You've got all the data and analytics on the websites, for example. You've got logistics issues, for example. You've got, you know, tax man to sort out. You've got tax returns to You've got corporation tax. You know, you're new, uh, and as well as that, you've then got the government charging tax on money that you're making as a business because they've basically messed up in COVID and gone right. We spent too much money. Let's make all corporation let make all businesses pay seven, uh, 25% corporation tax. So then, as a business, you then need to survive on 75% of your income, as well as paying for expenses, as well as paying for you know national insurance tax for employees, for example, or your stock, or your logistics, or you know absolutely everything, and it's massive. Like, it is mentally mind-blowing just how much stress and pressure it is. Um, and for me, like, I struggle because we're doing what I do. It's such a big operation. And in Europe, not a single person is doing it with what I deal with. It's, you know, it is such a hard, hard thing because you can't run to someone. And you can't say, hey, what do you think to this marketing? Because it's like agencies, you know. Agencies love it. Because you run into an agency and they go, right, what, what what products have you got? I've got, I don't know, I've got makeup. Ah, oh, you need to go on TikTok and Instagram because it's visual. Right, which I do, three and a half thousand pounds. Well, if you spend three and a half thousand pounds and you don't get a return, what are you going to do? You know. And again, it's it's having that calculated risk of understanding what the agency can do, for example. Um, you know, and not all agencies are bad.
0: Not all oh, no. agents, no, some agents is yeah. great. And again, it boils down to you having clarity on what results you want from them. You know, um, as, as we're recording this, I recorded a, um, a podcast with Lisa Bettsworth, who runs a recruitment company that is doing business different to the traditional way. And, you know, she, she said a similar sort of thing, you know, be clear, know your results and be prepared if somebody's not a fit for you. Be prepared to cut them sooner rather than later. She also said something else really clever that linked to what you were talking about a minute ago. When you're starting to look for staff, you know, and you mentioned it at the beginning, Josh, that you want somebody who's going to be able to work and fit with you in the method that you work, the values you've had. And of course, the idiosyncrasies, if you like, for a better word, of of your, you know, your mental intelligence level and the difficulties that might give somebody working with you. And what she said was brilliant. Often, you're better finding the people that fit and work with you and teaching them some of the skills they're missing than finding the right skill set because you'll never teach them how to work with you if they're not a good fit. And I thought that was brilliant advice at the time.
1: Yeah, I mean, it is a good bit of advice. I mean, in day business, it is extremely difficult. Um, especially being online because as I said you know one false move and you know it can come crashing down very very quickly um, and I think again you know when you are trying to find people it's it's also being in a supportive environment that you bring people onto and again with the scale and operation that I operate at people you know they crack under pressure you know I mean I, I, I had Ethan who was 18 years of age left college level 2 well didn't even finish level 2 qualification um was with him for six months paid about nine grand and all the software um sent a box down to the retailer told him what was going on and he goes i'm leaving because i can't handle it anymore you know and and, and that's the problem is people they, they they crack and they crack under pressure because they mentally cannot handle it and if i knew six months ago that that was going to happen i wouldn't invested in the time money into him um, but i didn't and it's it's having that risk factor of going right I want to build a company I want people what people do I need? where can I find them? you know and the problem is is you know the internet is so quick and it's the fact of people's skills are all different you know somebody may be a great you know analytical person like me where, where they go into details so much that not a single person can understand what they're doing and they logically reason everything as well um, and somebody may be very extroverted and then go out and be able to communicate better with loads of people. You know, and that's the thing, it's, it's building a business with a collection of different personalities and different people, which can then bring the business and move the business forward. And the problem is, is you know, people like like, like Ben, you know, Jim Sharp, like they've got employees, you know, they've got over 100 different people. And it's like in the retail world, you know, where you've got these managers and so forth, like managers are great and they do a good job. But again, if your manager isn't doing what they should be, and they're trying to treat you like you know, like you're a manager, and so forth, then they're in the wrong job role. And you know, that is the problem. Is that companies, you know, they, they replace staff left, right, and centre because they can't afford a the outlay potentially, or they just don't want that person to fit in. And that, for me, is where I mean, I you know, I've done jobs at B and I've done jobs at you know, framing companies, I've had jobs at you know, sales reps and stuff, and and not a single one ticked all my boxes that I wanted to do, but also I got sacked from every single one of them, you know. And that isn't because of why I started new stores, so I couldn't sack myself. It's the fact that I wanted to do what I'm doing and make it a very, very large, very successful company. Yeah. We're also bringing people upon the journey, and you know, I am looking for people. And I am looking for you know managers and so forth to be in charge of things. Because I think, you know, what, what helps with me is that because I've had the experience and I understand that exactly what needs to be required to carry on, ooh, with bearing in mind no funding, no grants, no loans, it, you know, it's an extreme amount of work. And it's then bringing the people on that can see the same vision as well. Um, and that is, you know, one of the hardest things is that when you've got someone that's, for example, in care work and they're like, oh my God, I can work with home from you. And it's like. Yeah, you could, or you could go back to go work and do what you've been doing for the last two years. For example, is is that sort of training of going right? I need you to do this. I need this live chat respondent to it this way. And again, it's it's having that sort of understanding as to what can they bring to your company. Um, because I mean, the cost of people they are really really expensive. You know, if you've got you know if you've got five five freelancers doing a you know five day week, five day um operation the 20 pound each that's 100 pound a day They're doing five days that's 500 pounds that's before you've even outlaid for any expense or software yeah it's
0: all about um, making sure that as you you know that as you're bringing cost into the business you're doing the work to grow the business and don't go and crazy at the beginning of spending shed loads of cost and you haven't got the income it's it's about balancing as you get to one level with the revenue going up you can bring the next level of cost behind it etc so josh i'm i mean at the end of the day the idea and how you came about going into what you're doing just making a decision as a as a young individual i don't want to keep putting my inner tubes into landfill so you've gone off you've done something about it And I know as as the world changes, because it's already starting, we are getting more conscious about recycling. We are getting more conscious about not chucking stuff to landfill. And I know these bags and products are so funky that I am certain very soon that, you know, the niche stores is going to be known, at least through the UK and most likely through the whole of Europe.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, with it, it it is terrifying, um i mean again you know j- just the customers that i've had in europe like they're extremely happy and it's just such a big thing like i mean i've had you know i've had articles put in the telegraph paper with the wrong website address you know <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> yeah, I've, 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 yeah i've seen many businesses do that. suddenly put all their leaflets out and they realize they printed the number wrong but yeah it's a phenomenal idea. I think what you're doing for the world is phenomenal. You could have just sat back and said, I'm not going to make a lot of difference on my own, but hey, you're making a shed load of difference and it's brilliant. Just before I wrap it up with some quick fire questions, do you want to, we will get it in the show notes, but do you want to let people know how to reach you and your company so that they can hear how to find your website, etc.? Just give it a yeah. shout out.
1: Yeah, so website is n double e, so n e e, and then s h, and then stores s t o r e s dot com. You can email me at the niche company, which is t h e n double e s h company at gmail dot com. That isn't actually our main email, um, but our systems are being updated at the moment due to a major major upgrade, which is great. Um, Yeah, Instagram is also at the niche company, so a and then. So at symbol and then e s h company. Um, and then, yeah, with the business to business, that will be um, linked, launched onto the niche store's website when that's up and running. Um, so you'll be able to view that when that's up and running on there, um, which would be great. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think that's the best way Perfect. to it, you know, really.
0: And we'll get those in the show notes for you as well. So just as we wrap it up, a couple of quick fire questions for you. Um, Backpacks or duffel bags? Backpacks. Backpacks. Um, (laughs) Let's see. Snowboards or cycles? Oh, I can see Josh's face here on the screen, guys. He had to think about this one. Which one was it? Cycles, snowboards?
1: Yeah, probably cycles.
0: Cycles, yeah. I should imagine with what you're doing, it's probably cycles. And what's the most extravagant thing you've ever bought for yourself?
1: Probably my drain. I'm a qualified drain pilot and I search for lost dogs. Wow. Yeah, I probably never knew that. But yeah, I'm a qualified search and rescue pilot for lost dogs. So I basically volunteered to find lost dogs in the UK. And again, I use the the commuter backpack to put my draining because it's waterproof. Um, yeah, I, I think that's probably one of the most extravagant things. Um, yeah, uh, apart from a puppy, I've got a puppy called Douglas, <laughs> you know, I know. Um, Yeah, I think I think that's it really.
0: Yeah. I, I, and what a thing to extravagantly purchase, you know, it it's something that will help go and find somebody else's yep. lost pet for them. That is phenomenal. And as always, I'm going to close with our usual question, um, which is this, we're called Sweat, Grit and Hustle. So yep. which one resonates with you the most and why? Sweat, grit or hustle?
1: i probably say the hustle. Um mainly due to the fact that what I've accomplished and what I'm going on to achieve is extremely hard work. Um, like, it is far from easy. Yeah. And e- e- even today, like, with everything in place and, and the infrastructure and stuff, it's still difficult because there is just... I mean, this lifestyle never ends. Like, when you're in the business world, it just it just does not stop. Yeah. With, uh... 24-7,
0: 365 days a year. But, hey, guess what, Josh? Yeah. With all that risk, with all the effort, we all do it for a reason. And that's the vision we have in our heads as to where we're taking it and what you are doing and where you're taking it. I cannot wait to see the vision of the niche stores actually grow and develop. It has been brilliant talking to you. Thank you so much.
1: No problem. Thank you.
0: To keep up with what we're doing and what's coming on Sweat, Grit & Hustle, do visit us. At www.sweatgrithustle.com.